Welcome, Chiefs Kingdom. It is a brand new season with your Chiefs taking over the number one seed in the AFC. As we approach Christmas, this is going to be fun. We'll talk about how they got there, how they stay there, and what they have to do this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's coming up today on Lockdown Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Quite a so, uh, turn of events, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, folks. Today, you got presence. You're, you're a fan of two teams in particular, one that the Chiefs are about to play. And I thought this was a possibility. I wasn't sure it was going to get here yet. You know, when, when I said a couple of weeks ago, all, all you needed was those teams ahead of them to lose. So you could take the tiebreakers out of it. There's no, none of that confusion. Right now, the Chiefs are the only AFC team with 10 wins. And that's that's what it boils down to. You take that, and that is why you're the first seed. I thought it was probably going to take down to maybe the last couple of weeks. I thought, you know, week 17, week 18, we're going to be like, hey, they can get it done if, but hey, everybody decided to give them a couple of gifts here early. Right. Uh, you know, when you look at the you know New England losing, which didn't surprise me, I think Indianapolis is an underrated team. Uh, mm-hmm. So that one didn't shock me too much. I think really the thing is, is, you know, the Pittsburgh game, I didn't see coming. I was rooting for Pittsburgh, but, uh, you know, there know we go. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. And I and I tweeted out that we need to root for Pittsburgh and that, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, I couldn't, can't do it. But um, it worked for Kansas City. So, yeah, that in the end, that that's what it comes down to. And this was a game, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they won. I mean, they did more than the Titans did, but the Titans should have lost a lot, much, much, much more. <laughs> they turned the ball over four times. Right. I mean, between the turnovers, so, what? Th- tell me if this scares you, folks. Pittsburgh Steelers, um, four. I think it was. Yeah, four field goals and a Ben Roethlisberger scramble for a yard. I think it was a sneak. I didn't see the play yet, so I, I'll hold that out. But one way or the other, it was Ben Roethlisberger that got into the end zone. That's it. Chase yeah, Claypool really... had a non-existent game. Thank you. He just about ruined my fantasy season here. Um, uh, he did the same to me. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to with Pittsburgh is they haven't been playing well and they won. But, uh, you know, if you want to look at that game and say, well, they beat the Titans and the Titans are a better team. I can't disagree with you. What I would say is that Pittsburgh is winning despite of their offense, uh, kind of like Kansas City was at times this year. Yeah, and that's fair. And on the flip side, I think, like you said, the Colts are a team on the way up. I don't know if you've been following the in-season hard knocks with them, but I think it's an interesting look at what the grind is week after week. And I think you get a, a sense of personality. And from that takeaway, and I'm one of the people that's been watching it, you know, me and three other guys here. Um, I think that it's not as surprising because I think you see some resiliency in that team. I think you see some uh, some personalities that can drive that kind of thing, starting with Frank Reich, but a number of other guys too. I think Darius Leonard is, is a really interesting guy to compare to what you hope to see Willie Gay become and what you might be drafting another linebacker to become a guy that's undersized, that's super athletic, that's still getting it done despite being that like hardcore oversized classic linebacker of years past. Yeah. And don't forget, you still have Nick Bolton as well, a linebacker. So I think you're in a good position there. I will say this, you know, you, I was watching the end of that game last night with the Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. And you look at that game and did it really look like they trusted Mac Jones to win the game for him? Because it really didn't to me. 
at least not early on. I mean, so, when they when they had to be forced to, yes, but is that really going to be a way that you can win in the playoffs? Right. I called them a paper tiger a few weeks ago, and I see nothing to change my mind on that. If they get in, and I still find that as an if, I think it's going to be a head-to-head battle with the Dolphins coming up for those Patriots. I'm not sure that they actually get in. We'll see what happens, but Could if be. they do, I'm not nervous. Well, and they I'm have not nervous it. anyway. And they still play the Buffalo Bills, so that's another thing. You know, are the Patriots going to beat the Bills a second time? I doubt it. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? Not really. So uh, you would think that the Patriots are going to have another loss, and the Bills, you know, they did lose to the Patriots once already, so it's possible they lose. I mean, it, it could go either direction in that regard. Yeah. It's going to be telling to see how it comes about uh, because, quite frankly, I'd be more nervous about facing – Jonathan and the Colts. Um, that's mm-hmm. going to be a challenge when you draw them. And right now, as the number one seed, yes, you're looking for that. You got to maintain. There are a couple of games upcoming the Chiefs have to be aware of. But getting past the Chargers, as dramatic as it was, was a big hurdle. And I think you have to feel good about where they are now. Yeah. It was absolutely uh, huge. Taylor, I, I, I don't want to see him and Fish in, in the postseason, to tell you the truth. Long way from here, folks. I know I'm jumping the gun. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, and we're going to get into the Pittsburgh Steelers here. It's a big week. Three games to go, and Kansas City controls its own destiny. If they win out, they're the number one seed. That's all that we really need to say about the whole situation. Who cares? For the time being, who cares who wins? Because they're going to play whoever they end up playing. So Yeah. They have the inside track on it. They can certainly control their own destiny. And you listen to podcasts for the power of that inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because Boost Mobile, with all the power of their 5G network and the phones that they will give you, uh, you can listen to podcasts for forever and always. You can go back and listen to every single Locked On Chiefs episode if you prefer. It's only been five years now, so it, it'll take you a while, but you can get there. Uh, the power of, of three unlimited lines for 30 bucks a month that you get so all your family can share in. The power of one of America's largest 5G network, so you can do everything at the speed of 5G. Switch to Boast Mobile, and you'll find out. You get a free Samsung A32 G5. Uh, when you switch over to America's largest G5 network, and the power to save is with Boost Mobile. Disclaimer that you got to know about. The free phone is only for, uh, it's limited, and it is to new customers and one line. Additional restrictions do apply. See the offers and the coverage available everywhere for uh, all the phones in the networks. It depends on where you are and what you're carrying around, but see BoostMobile.com for more details. I'm really intrigued to see just how the Chiefs deal with this. It's been, I think, something that's allowed to drive them that they've been kind of picked on, that they've been underperforming and people are on top of them and like they've been fighting back and they've had that kind of chip on their shoulder, like, let's go prove it. Now you've hung in there long enough and you're the number one seed. Like They need to shift their focus and be able to maintain that drive. I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. I'm not so sure that they need to shift their focus. I think that they still are going to feel slighted. I'm sure they still feel slighted, to be quite honest with you. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. It's, you know, they have played better at times than they've been given credit for. The offense has come alive when it needed to. It's it's done enough at different times. Yes, it hasn't been the offense that you would expect, but it's just a matter of whether or not uh, they can get the ball rolling and, and really – the question, the bigger question I have in, in what we need to see over the next couple of weeks is, is this the evolution of Patrick Mahomes? Is he back? Or mm-hmm. was this a situation where he looked at this, he was able to come up and say, you know, not this day, I'm not going to lose this game. 
because if if he's able, if he's actually back, if he's the player that you know he had been in, in 2018, 2019, that changes everything for Kansas City because their defense is going to be better. They're not going, I can't imagine a situation where they allow more than 20 points the rest of the season. I just can't. Yeah. As long I, I, as COVID doesn't take over, let's be clear on that. Yeah, because that was a huge reason. Point. Yeah, no way, no way around that. And I, I'm optimistic with you. Uh, that makes total sense. But they have to stay focused, and if they can do that, they have a chance to run the table. And if they do, then they end up very close to where we saw them. I had them going. What I had 14 and three when we did our preseason projections. So if they end up at, at, at what is it? 13 and four. I'm going to live with that. I'm going to call myself pretty happily uh, surprised that they were able to live up to that. I can't remember what your prediction was. I'm not hundred percent sure what my prediction was. I know that I think that they were probably going to be 14 and three, 13 and four, somewhere around there. I wasn't expecting them to go undefeated. I, I obviously wasn't expecting them to lose as many games as they did early, but the reality is, is that it doesn't really matter whether they were, you know, two months ago, if you would have told me Kansas city could be, with three games to play in the hunt or, you know, at the number one seed with three games to play, I would have told you you were nuts. And I get that we've kind of been talking about it and it's possible, but everything has fallen into place and Kansas city has just found a way to win in every single game. Uh, and that's been fantastic to watch. So, uh, you know, congratulations to the, the chiefs. I think that they're playing very well at the right time. And if Mahomes is back, like we kind of talked about just a second ago, this team is going to be very hard to beat in the playoffs. Yeah. I think Mahomes is is obviously the key. I mean, he's the driving factor. He is the trump card that gets you over the hump, especially when you're struggling. But I will also say that there's also an element now in my mind that they have to pace a little bit. I felt like Travis's game was huge, but he looked a little wore out at times. Like I think the toll of the of the physicality that he's faced this season has worn on him a little bit. I think people. I just want to say, be fair. I mean, a seventy-yard run for a guy his size—that's going to take a lot out of you. So, oh, I think yeah. that there's a lot of that that went into that. That yeah, that's true. I mean, that particular play too. But I just his general demeanor through the game, like it feels like the season has taken a, a toll on him more so than we see even in your past. So, I want to see them focus on on Gordon when he returns from the COVID list and Noah Gray and getting more options going. And I mean, even if it's only like ten or twenty percent. Of a, of a let off on snaps, game snaps for Travis. I think that will pay off in, in the playoff run, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it definitely could. And, you know, that brings back the question of, do you want to get to the number one seed in week 17? I'm not so sure that this team really wants to be there. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. everybody wants to have that extra time off, but I don't know that that's really going to be an advantage for this Chiefs team with the way they played this year. I don't know that you want to give starters almost two weeks off. Would it be good for them? Yeah, maybe uh, physically, but I, they've been so hit or miss at times in consistency. I just don't know that you would want to go there. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather go there and worry about having a jump start them than have them more out. Uh, I think the more no, I agree with that there, the better. <laughs> but if they can get the number one seed and they can get that down, you know, right now, that's all that's going to matter. And getting that one week off is going to do them a world of good regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what they're keyed for now. So it's about holding serve. It's about taking care of business. You can see the end from here. So take your steady stride. Make sure you get things done, but also have an eye to what are we doing overall for our fatigue level, for our 
what are we giving away? My only concern right now offensively, and we'll get to the defense and the Steelers here in, the, in a little bit, folks, but offensively, does Andy slow down now? That's what I think they have to guard against too is uh, let's not try to keep everything in the bag. You know, let's keep putting things on film that people have to adjust to, that people have to prepare for. And I, I think that's the key to going into the postseason run in a good shape in what you have to cause the other teams to do mentally. And I think it'll be interesting to see what Reed does. I think that he has the ability to really adjust what he does over the next couple of weeks. I would like to see him put some other things out there and some other wrinkles out there. If you saw different games today, there were some really interesting plays by, I believe this was the Jets offense, uh, that I would love to see Kansas City you know, adapt something of those lines, uh, you know, quarterback, you know, quarterback handoff and Mahomes running one way and getting the pass and throwing it downfield. That was an interesting one. They also had another one where it was basically a throw. It was almost like a hook and ladder, mm. but it was like a 10 yard back pass. Uh, and it just, inter- I'm not saying they need to run those types of plays. My point is Andy Reed is a king of adapting plays to his offense and to his players. And seeing those types of plays is probably going to bring more things to his mind. And if he can put more things on tape, that's just going to benefit Kansas City, no matter who they play in the playoffs. The big question is what they get back on defense and how they're going to face the Steelers. We'll get into that next. And now we are starting to talk about one of my favorite bars out there, one of the favorite protein bars I've ever had, Built Bar. If you have not checked these out, I do not know what you're waiting for. They had a huge sale over the weekend where the cookie dough chunk came back on sale. So <laughs> Right here. Yeah. Hope you got some of those because I did. Or here. <laughs> yeah. Those are absolutely delicious. If you haven't tried them, you absolutely need to. Uh, you get the best of both worlds. Built Bar is delicious and healthy. There are so many different flavors, raspberry, mint brownie, cho- cherry, Double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. As I said, cookie dough chunk is fantastic. So is the coconut, uh, the brownie coconut chunk. That is very good as well. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. That is what is going on right now. Everybody's trying to get all of their holiday gifts for this season. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. Ryan, I know yours is probably the coconut chunk, although I think you really like the uh, the new one, the the uh, cookie dough as well. Yeah, I like both those. And the English coffee one. That's the one I keep holding on to. Okay, there you go. So switching it up a little bit. Tell Santa to throw up a few Bilt Bars in these stockings if you're willing to share. Uh, if you're not, <laughs> I, I understand that as well. Uh, you can try dipping your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. It'd give you a little bit of Bilt Bar flavor in your cocoa and give you a melted Bilt Bar that it would be delicious as well. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They have multiple different flavors, and all of them are on sale right now. You absolutely need to go check them out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And BetOnline has you covered with all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, Kansas City's march to the playoffs is the number one seed right now, and BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your Vegas favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of our amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
Lots to talk about when we get to the defense. Hopefully we'll have an update by Tuesday of what the COVID list looks like. Chris Jones, Willie Gay. I'm confident that they're going to be able to be back. Um, If not, preparations will begin. They're going to be all right. I think probably the the easier projection to make is that I I think you're going to see Legereus Sneed back and getting ready. Um, That's a plus. Um, like, like we said earlier, Chase Claypool did not have the greatest outing today. I think he's the guy that looking on paper would probably, I, I would want to pay attention to the pay attention to the most. Is there somebody else that makes you nervous that if you don't have his need, you're a little more concerned about Deontay Johnson has had some good games, uh, but Claypool mm-hmm. was the guy in the past that would give you trouble or that you would think would give you trouble, but he really, his season has been up and down this year and, and mostly on the down. So uh, you know, with Big Ben not playing very well, the question is, is how does Kansas City fare against the run? Because I think that the Steelers are going to try to run the ball with Najee Harris after seeing what the Chargers were able to do last week. Well, as long as they pay attention to what the Titans did, Najee averaged 1.5 yards per carry today. Yep. Not a good outing. And normally I would agree with you that like, <clears throat> that's what you have to guard against. Uh, I, I feel like they've done enough in recent weeks to feel decent about it. And if that's how the Steelers can hurt you, I have to feel like the Chiefs are going to be able to put points up on them. Um, I believe the touchdown for the Titans today came on a Ryan Tannehill scramble. It did. So you have to imagine that Patrick is at least of that ilk. I, I feel like what we've seen from the running back committee lately gives them a one, two, three punch that they're able to kind of to bow down and, and really just attack straight ahead against the Steelers. And I think that's a good way to start. But I do feel that there's opportunities for, for downfield play. The big thing that we're going to have to talk about, we will all week, is how do they try to nullify T.J. Watt? Went out with a groin again. Um, so that's still bothering him on and off, back and forth. Did I have you say to think, it was a groin? Looked like it was abdominal. Okay. Was it? Okay. That's what I heard. I haven't seen an update yet. So um, as I was watching live earlier. So if that's the case... You know, that's something that you're going to get some snaps out of and you have to be concerned about, but I don't know that it's going to be full-fledged like what you would see if he were truly healthy. Yeah, and he is definitely going to be the guy that you need to take it. You know, you need to figure out where he's going to be at all times and you need to make sure you have a plan for. Uh, so I absolutely agree with you on that. When it comes to this Chiefs defense, though, against this Pittsburgh Steelers team, uh, without Chris Jones, without – you know, Willie Gay, I think they'd still be okay going into this game. I'm, you know, with what they were able to do against the Chargers, uh, they should be able to get the job done against the Steelers. Yeah, I would think so too. Now, they have a good linebacker crew. We'll, we're going to talk about them later in the week between Schobert, uh, Devin Bush. Right? There, there's some athleticism and experience there, so you can move your way around. But I also think that they are a bit over aggressive at times. I do feel the screen game is going to be something they can rely on a little bit. I think the big key is what do they get back with Josh Gordon? What can they continue to put wrinkles in for him? Um, I like what they did on the touchdown play. Um, I hope that they build on that. I hope they do a little bit more screening with him. Um, I like the slant game from him. I, I think all that can be functional against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad you're bringing him up. I think that that's important for them to get him going. And it'd be nice to see him get like a 50-yard type game. Uh, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a huge thing, but if he if they can get him on involved for about 50 yards, I think that'd be a great sign going forward. Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't mention Michael Burton. I was waiting. The the offensive weapon, he's no longer fullback. He's now designated offensive weapon. 
That's what I'm calling it. Um, there will be ways to use him. And I, I think what he showed you, especially, he's not the classic fullback. He's got more speed and more burst. So, like, he's he's nearly just um, an oversized running back at this point. Um, I, I think he demonstrated that well. And so, if you want to include him in that, then you're really talking about a one, two, three, four punch at the running back spot that you can mix and match. And I think that I hope to see that against the Steelers, that they rely on the run game a little bit more. We've seen them get to a 50%. Uh, run call during the season. If they can continue that, you can kind of test and just see who has the hot hand and ride it. If you have a play call that's working and you have a guy that's executing it well, I'd like to see them just simmer down and just run over this Steelers team. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing them go and and do six linemen at times and maybe Mm -hmm. a decent amount of time. I can get down with that. I think you all know how much I enjoy that. Uh, I think they do too. And I think especially when... You want to get that group back together. I thought Lucas Niang played great last week. We're going to talk about him with Matt coming up. We, we have plenty that we're going to go over this week. But I think overall, if you can just get the whole thing a little bit ticked up, get a little bit more aggression, I think the run game actually helps with the physicality in getting that group functioning together downfield. Yeah, no, and that would be a great if they could do that. And as long as Niang is healthy, I think that they're going to be headed that direction. And I do think that you know you also have to remember that T.J. Watt has gone up against Brown before, and Brown's gone up against T.J. Watt. So – if they put them on that side, that's going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to be an advantage to Brown, but Brown knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the bigger question is going to be how they're going to deal with that with Niang. And that honestly is part of the reason why I wouldn't mind seeing them go with six linemen, because I do think that this Chiefs team has the ability to run the ball and they have the ability to throw the ball with six linemen on the field, even if you're taking a receiver off the field. Yeah. And, and you might as well get in that situation. You're questionable to not see whether. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Stretch, you need to be ready. I was, I was exactly that was exactly what I was about to say. Not only whether in the playoff stretch, but just whether the next three weeks. I mean, they play in Arrowhead, they're going to Cincinnati, and then they're going to Denver. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. We're going to get into all of it this week, folks. Thanks for making us your first listen. And uh, if you want another one, check out the Locked On NFL Draft Show because uh, today, Monday and Tuesday, Eric Crocker and I blew out the first major full first round mock draft where we alternated picks, and I picked for a lot of teams. I think you guys will enjoy that. I did not pick for the Chiefs in this first week, so check that out. We will get to our Chiefs-specific mock drafts when we get to the offseason. We're way too early for that. So if you need a second listen, please check that out. We appreciate you spending your time with us today. This week's going to be a lot of fun as we get ready for the holiday. We will let you know the schedule as we get closer, but we have a lot of content about the Steelers and about getting ready. So hope that you're in the, the homeward stretch for your holiday shopping. Thanks for spending some time with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.